Good evening, today is February 22nd, and welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. Today's reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 to 19. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, wherever whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Well, as I was preparing my reflections, I seem, the sticky notes seem to multiply. Usually I'm writing, <laughs> sometimes it just flows, sometimes I'm just writing. So today I, I have sticky notes, and I, I wrote some things that came to mind. I thought it was interesting that Jesus chose Peter to follow him, an ordinary man, you know? He wasn't supernatural. He didn't come from, um, you know, a very um, prestigious family. But this Peter also made this proclamation, all right, because of the inspiration of, of God. But it was also Peter who denied Jesus three times. You know, three times. And I thought it was also interesting that it was also Peter that Jesus said, I need you to shepherd my people. So we see that Jesus did not choose a Pharisee or the Sadducees or any of the other E's. He didn't choose the high priest. He didn't choose someone, another um, nobility. He chose a person who was close to the common man and for um, and somebody who he knew that he was um, he had the ability to evolve into and grow into uh, a great leader he chose his protege to carry on the next step uh, so the birth of uh, Christianity uh, began you know and Peter, was one of the leaders, you know, the first leader that Jesus gave this responsibility um, of carrying his work and continuing his faith and growing that early church to this magnificent, abundant um, Christianity that's just all over parts of the world. He wanted this to spread the good news. He gave them powers to do so many things. Um, so he wasn't, so Peter was not perfect. Aren't um, he had his faults. Our, you know, back then Peter was the first pope, and there were many other popes that followed him. But even though 
we, um, you know, through the Reformation and, and we all, um, so, you know, there was a division in, among the Christian church and we all have our different pastors or spiritual leaders, but you know what? They, they, they're not perfect either. Our pastors are not perfect. Our, our leaders, our spiritual leaders, our elected leaders are not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. But most, they need to have most of the check marks under the column that says right than under the column that said wrong. That's where we have to really look at. And really, it depends on the wrong thing they've done. Because one wrong thing, if it's a particular thing, can wipe away all of the good check marks. You know, I remember uh, sometimes you would have, when I was a principal, there would be, um, you know, a child, and uh, for some reason uh, they had to be suspended for 10 days or or, or, or sometime indefinitely, depending on, on the situation. And a parent was, says, oh, but, you know, he's never been in trouble. He's never been in trouble, and this is a situation. But, you know, uh, he could have a squeaky clean record, but if he does something that is really severe he can he can um, he will receive a a, a a long suspension or even expulsion you know if you bring weapons into the school you know I don't care how good you are you're not going to go home for one day you know and the parents are there and they're concerned about this and that um, there are certain things that are non-negotiable right so um, we have to make sure that uh, we have to also expect, uh, we need to expect that all of our leaders, both spiritual and our national leaders, um, they need to have honor, integrity, and wisdom. And those are things that are non-negotiable, you know? Somebody can slip, you know, when you're talking and you're passionate, sometimes you might not get all your facts right. But if all those facts are wrong every single time, every single time you talk and multiple times, then um, we need to know, you know, that's that's a big red flag. You know, I always um, I always tell uh, people that if you have a, a leader, a spiritual leader or any other leader tell you that that you have to listen to them and only them. And if you listen to A, B, C or D, then you are on the wrong side. Of the law, the wrong side of, of Christianity, or wrong side of politics. You know, if they tell you not to read um, uh, anything and only read what they produce, uh, only watch the things that they, um, that's another red flag. You know, or if you go to a church and they say, no, 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 you will not, you will absolutely not go to heaven unless you go to my church and believe in my doctrine. And it's not even that bad. He's like, you can be in that church, but you have to be super, super good, even in that church. I say, run, run, you know? Where did you, I mean, I mean, heavens, Christianity, faith, love, happiness, good works, taking care of the poor, um, following the 10 commandments, you know? That's not particular and exclusive to just one denomination or one church. You know, who gives you the right? Who gives you the right to say that pastor down the road, his congregation is not going to go to church? Who gives you that right? I mean, even, oh, well, okay. Who does that remind me of? People who went around and saying what people ought to do and how they ought to, who's going to heaven and who's doing this. 
Ah, I get it. Sound like the Pharisees. It sounds like the Sadducees. Right? You notice that Jesus didn't call a Pharisee and said, you know, one of you, I'm going to give you the keys. This this is exactly, I want you to go and spread the gospel. No. Sadducees? No. Another nobility? No, he didn't call them. He wanted the he wanted the people to understand, to hear his parables and see how he meandered, how he ministered to the poor, and how he interacted with the people because that's that was the type of leader he wanted them, he wanted to send out into the world. Um, so we have to we have to remember that uh, when we interact um, in life. And I couldn't help but you know reflect that you know, I remember when I was an administrator. You know there were many many uh, challenges, um, and um, and and some and some of the experiences I will not share on air, but they were it, it was extremely painful. Um, uh, and one of the things I had to do through all of that was to keep my eyes focused on the goals. I wanted to make sure that the student teaching, I mean the teacher student process was just completely um, enhanced. I wanted to teach the students to get the best quality education that they can, regardless of where they fell on that whole uh, continuum of learners, you know, whether they were advanced or had challenges. I wanted them to get the best. I wanted the teachers to get all the resources and support that they needed to really embrace teaching and love teaching. And I wanted them to excel at their job and I wanted to give all the supports. But, you know, um, but because of some of the bitter challenges um, and some very, very painful days, you know, it was easy to lose focus. It, it, is, it, it would be easy, it would have been easy for me to um, respond in the same way. When I saw the harshness that was happening, I could respond back and be spiteful. But I had to lift my head up. I had to hold my head up high, even though some of the things were were very, very difficult to tolerate. I had to focus on my leader, Jesus Christ. I had to imagine what it was like for him on some of the difficult times, and I had to channel him. And I remember that my secretary one time, she said, how is it, how is it that you're, you're so nice to everybody? And you know, you know, you know what, what they're doing to you. You know how cruel they're being and what they're trying to do. And I said, I have to show them what it's like to be Christ, you know? He didn't go around with spears or, you know, beaming hatred back because he received this or he, you know, when they, you know, it just, he didn't do that. And I had to go, I had to walk the walk and I had to talk the talk. I had to show them that as Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. And sometimes we have to go way high because they got, they got really, really low. So we have to remember that we have to um, keep our eyes focused. And I can say that one situation, I remember uh, a teacher works up, wrote something very, very, um, how should I put, uh, hateful, hurtful towards about me and another uh, faculty um, that was um, visiting our school. And I didn't even have Facebook at the time. But you know what? <laughs> Bad news have a, a, a way of coming back to you. But when it was brought to me and they printed a copy of, of what, what, what happened, and it was just so, um, how should I say, <laughs> it was uh, very heavy. And uh, HR 
said, all right, I'm giving you the green light to take care of this. And in any way uh, that I was, that I felt necessary, that means I, I had the liberty of just, um, you know, um, you know, in essence, terminating the teacher. So I asked the teacher to come into the office. And um, so I just put the, um, the Facebook posts down and, um, and you could see the teacher was just turning red and she just, you, know, you could tell she wanted to melt in her chair. I said, it's all right. You all make mistakes. And I said, um, I said, but do you have a best friend? And she said, yes. I said, you know, so we have rough days. We have opinions about people or whatever. Um, and, and some of those opinions may not be politically correct, right? And that's what you share with your spouse or a best friend. You don't put it on Facebook. I can care less what you think about me. I really don't. Um, but to put it on Facebook and where other people can read and it hurts them. I mean, it wasn't hurting, hurting me, but it hurts, it hurts them reading, reading this about someone that they love and care about. It's, it's just, it's, it just, it's toxic. And to, to speak about a faculty member that's working with in our school, um, you know, it's just in very, very poor taste. And I, I told her that HR gave me the green light to to take it to whatever level I needed to. But I'm telling you that I want you to remove the post and I want you to begin a process of chant, of whether it's exercise and if you're frustrated, find other ways to express your frustration. We all need to pick that high road. We don't need, we don't need um, earthly leaders to tell us what we have to do. We have Jesus Christ. We have Jesus Christ who walked the walk. You don't have to look far. Just pick up the holy book. He told us exactly what he wanted us to do. And he, he demonstrated it. It's now in print. All right. So it's right there for us to go to. And we need to be able to, um, to do that. We need to be able to ask the Holy Spirit uh, to give the, give us the gift of discernment. So if we hear a knucklehead pastor or leader just going rogue and just telling people all kind of crazy stuff, that's when you turn the channel off and that's when you exit. You know, they have Brexit. You gotta, you gotta exit, exit. You can do that. Self-care. Self-care is very important. All right. And that, that is absolutely amazing that you, you need to be able to opt out of situations. Absolutely. I'm giving you full permission to opt out. Anybody that's bringing you toxicity, just opt out. Just look at them and say, I'm opting out. I'm opting out of the situation. And, um, and we just need to surround ourselves with positivity. So Father, at this time, we ask you to, to continue to shower on us the gift of the Holy Spirit to give us the gift of discernment so that we can we know what to what to do we know how to um, discern the people we need to listen to and, and, and those we need to run away from um, and we need to um, help us to continue to love you and to model our life our lives after you and people who have really really demonstrated what it is what it's like to, to live an ordinary life and be holy Father, help us to be like you in everything that we say and in everything that we do. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to share the spark. God bless.